Hello and welcome to An American Breakthrough, a podcast from the United States Conference of Mayors. I'm your host, Greg Fisher, Mayor of Louisville, Kentucky, and President of the Conference. Our conference just wrapped up its 2020 fall leadership meeting, which because of the COVID-19 pandemic was held virtually. Our leadership meetings are typically held twice a year and allow mayors who are elected or appointed to important positions within our organization to come together and discuss pressing issues facing cities across America, including at this meeting, police reform and racial justice, economic recovery, and the coronavirus pandemic. Because of the virtual nature of this year's meeting and with so many big challenges facing cities, I invited all mayors from across the country to participate. And it was a great opportunity for mayors of cities large and small, from the Pacific to the Atlantic and everywhere in between, to share what is going on in their cities and talk about solutions that can be applied everywhere. Of course, we're also now just 30 some days until the upcoming presidential election. On November the 3rd, the American people will use their voice to help set the direction of the country and it will be up to the nation's mayors as the chief executives of their cities to work with our federal government to solve big challenges, no matter who wins. The Conference of Mayors is a nonpartisan organization, so we invited both presidential candidates and representatives from their campaigns to join our meeting to discuss how the federal government and cities could work together after the election. We were pleased that former Vice President Joe Biden accepted our offer and joined us. For this episode of An American Breakthrough, we're going to share some of what Joe Biden had to say to mayors at our leadership meeting from Saturday, September the 26th. Hello, everybody. I've had the privilege of speaking to this body many, many times over the years, from the time I was a senator and as vice president. And I've always had enormous respect for just how tough your jobs are. I'm not being solicitous. I used to be a county councilman in Delaware. I only ran for the United States Senate because I realized how hard local office is. I kiddingly say that I did it because, uh, you know, I ran for the Senate because it was easier. But the quality of people's lives is so much more in your hands and on your shoulders than anyone else. Making sure people feel safe walking down the street, making sure the garbage gets collected, making sure the schools are safe and open. All, all the concrete things that make everyday life or break everyday life. They're not partisan things. They're just practical things. People look to you, Democrats and Republicans. You know, you're also on the front lines when emergencies hit. From fires to floods to school shootings to public health issues. Helping save lives as well as livelihoods. That's why I made it a priority my entire career to work closely with you. From the time I got to the Senate, 180 years ago, <laughs> you know, as well as my tenure as vice president. You know, if I have the honor of becoming your president, I make this commitment to you. You're going to have an access directly to the, the White House, and I'm going to be right there with you, helping you in your communities based on what you think you need and the challenge you're facing. Because the president mayor pointed out that it is about all from the bottom up. It doesn't go from the top down. We're dealing with four historic crises all at once. A once in a century pandemic that has claimed over 200,000 American lives, a devastating economic recession, a long overdue reckoning on racial justice and a changing climate that's ravaging communities all across the country. I need not tell that to Eric and the mayors in California and Oregon and Washington state. Not one of those crises should have a partisan dimension. I really mean that, not one single one. If I get elected president, I'm not gonna be the Democratic president. I'm gonna be an American president 
whether you voted for me or against me, whether your city is red or blue, I'm going to be there, I promise you. Frankly, we should be able to address each one of these the same way mayors solve problems, by leading with the facts and with reality, putting the well-being of our constituents first, uniting people around solutions that work for everybody. But tragically, that isn't how this current administration is wired. The only problems that matter to this president seem to be problems that affect him personally. He divides everything into red and blue, blue states, red states, Democratic cities, Republican cities. I think that explains why one day before we hit 200,000 deaths, the president held a campaign rally and insisted that the virus was, quote, affects virtually nobody. Then he went on to say, quote, except elderly people with heart conditions and problems. You know, ask the folks in their communities how they feel about that. Their parents are being referred to by the president as nobodies. Ask their families for that empty seat at the kitchen table this morning. If that's true, they're nobodies. Kids who lost their teachers, parents and grandparents, friends or coworkers, sisters or brothers, never going to see again. The problems we're facing affects all of us, every one of us in every community. You know, I think this may be the toughest time in a long time to be a mayor, especially a big city mayor. But that's not true. It's across the board. Mayors have faced adversity before. Some of you remember back in 2008, the economy was in freefall. We were losing 700,000 jobs a month because of the recession we inherited. Families lost, and I know you remember this, families lost more than $16 trillion, families, in personal wealth. People who had never missed a mortgage payment all of a sudden were underwater, being foreclosed on because of the number of foreclosures that occurred on their streets, significantly reducing the value of their home. It was devastating. We didn't solve it by saying, you're on your own. It's what it is. We came together. With your leadership, we passed and implemented the Recovery Act. We provided $140 billion in state and local fiscal relief keeping law enforcement and firefighters on the job. We sent more than $50 billion to your school districts, saving more than 300,000 education jobs. We provided the middle-class tax relief, helping families send their kids to college to buy their first home. We invested in the future. We put $48 billion in infrastructure projects, building 42,000 miles of roads, nearly 27,000 bridges, go along with the biggest clean energy investment in all of our history, creating hundreds of thousands of jobs. And I said that and I say again, you should be able to make the decisions what most your city most needs. It shouldn't have to go through your state legislatures all the time. You should have an opportunity. Even conservative economists acknowledge that what we did saved us from a depression. When the president gave me the honor of leading the recovery effort, first thing I did, I went to the mayor's some of you were still around then. I spoke with over 200 mayors. Because of you, we came through the moment together. I really mean it. I was on the phone constantly. That's the same approach we should be taking today. It starts with your budgets. You have to balance your budgets. You're getting squeezed like never before. <clears throat> Local services are getting pared back. Municipal jobs are falling by the wayside. Furloughs and layoffs compounding the devastation. We still have no effective national standard for curbing the virus, which is infuriating. 
because scientists insist we could save 110,000, they expect close to 200,000 more lives to be lost by, to between now and January. They insist we could save 110 by the end of the year by simply wearing masks. And what, that's straining your budget even more because it keeps businesses from opening. Opening back up, it keeps emergency rooms full. It holds down your cities from, 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 from springing back to life. There is no reason, none, that we can't work together. We can't work together again to overcome these challenges. You all know the House passed the HEROES Act, which would provide excuse me, $915 billion in local and state government. It's collecting dust right now in the Senate. Majority leader, who I know well, says, let the states go bankrupt. We should have a local emergency fund that drives resources straight to you. Expand your health infrastructure. Reimburses overtime pay for the essential workers and first responders. Whenever your country needs, whatever your community needs the, the, the most. It isn't all about resources, though. The time when people are crying out for justice, exercising the right to peacefully protest, it's falling on you to keep the peace. And God, it's a tough job under any circumstances. It's nearly impossible with a president who scapegoats mayors and fans the flame of division. We can work together to build trust and accountability between police and communities to condemn all violence while still addressing the pain and injustice that they're feeling and, 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 and rooting out systemic racism. And as you all deal with the effects of extreme weather, fires, floods, superstorms, it's like we've never seen. You know, we can work together to invest in our communities, to make them more resilient to climate change. The problems are different in every, some places it's about flooding. Some places about being wiped out by storms along the coast where I live. Sometimes it's about being safe, just keeping people safe from fires. But it also is about being able to create millions of jobs, modernizing your buildings, in your transportation system, making your community stronger, greener, better positioned to seize the opportunities in the years ahead. That's what I plan on doing to get to you. That's what we did when I was vice president. That's what we'll do if I have the honor of becoming your president. You know, what we can't do though, is divide ourselves into pieces. <clears throat> That's the only strategy this president seems to know, but it doesn't work. It can distract you from a problem, it can create a new problems to occupy your attention, but it can't actually solve anything. You all know better than anyone. Dividing ourselves gets us nowhere. We have to work together in good faith, competently, efficiently, leading with the facts. We can disagree on policies, but we have to cooperate. It's the only way we're going to come out of these crises and ensure that our best days are still ahead, which I firmly believe they are. That's what we've done tried to do in this campaign, and that's what I'll do as president. Work with all of you, Democrats, Republicans, independents. As I said, if I'm elected president, I'm not gonna be a Democratic president, I'm gonna be an American president. Blue cities, red cities, it does not matter to me, I promise you. Every American community deserves the full support of an American president. Look, being a mayor, <laughs> and you know I'm not kidding about this, is hard under the best of circumstances. <clears throat> but the worst thing a president can do is to drive wedges and make your job tougher. 
because he thinks it benefits him or stirs up chaos in your communities. You deserve a partner who'll listen to you, who'll work with you, work on your priorities. Someone who gets your back and saves your back, works, cover your back, no matter, no matter what you are, no matter what challenge you're facing. You know, this moment we're facing now <clears throat> isn't a partisan moment. It's an American moment. That sounds corny, doesn't it? But it's true, it's an American moment. It's a chance for us to overcome anger and division that has held us back of late for far too long. We can emerge from these crises. We can do what we're best at doing, unite, work together. And it starts with the mayors. And I really mean that. It starts with all of you. I promise you. If I'm elected, you will have direct access to the White House. I want to thank you all because I really, we need you to build back better. You are the foundation stone, not a joke. You're the ones leading the way. And what people don't realize is over the last six years, more young people are moving into cities than out of cities. There's so much, so many possibilities. We've got to stop the hate and the division now. We've got to stop pouring flames on the fire. We've got to start talking straight to the American people. That's what you all do. You do it every day. I want to make clear to you, I've never been more optimistic, and I've been doing this a long time, about the prospects for this country than I am today. The blinders have been taken off the American people. They understand what's going on now. They understand. They understand it's about all of us. They want to get things done. And so it's going to start with you. I promise you I'll have your back. I mean that sincerely. Look at my record, I have. And I want to make sure that your ideas are the ones that are funneled up. They don't have to go through a state legislature or go through a governor. They can go straight to the federal government, straight to me. I really mean it. So God bless you. May God protect our troops. And uh, thank you for what you do. Your job is too hard for me. (laughs) Once again, we thank Vice President Joe Biden for joining us at our U.S. Conference of Mayors 2020 Fall Leadership Meeting. It's crucial whoever is elected president, that cities have a strong partner in the federal government. Cities are closest to the people. We're the laboratories of innovation and where creative solutions come to pass, but reliable partners in the federal government are crucial at helping us scale these big ideas and allowing successes to spread to other cities. With that, that's all for today. Thanks for joining us on this episode of American Breakthrough. Stay tuned for next month's episode in just a few short weeks.